friends. Welcome to the Lug Life Podcast. My name is Adam. My name is Sherry. Sherry Beth, what episode is this? 104. And the fourth and final episode in our Advent series this year. Correct. Uh, if you've been listening the last few weeks, we've been focusing on the four main themes of Advent. We started with the theme of hope. Yep. Moved on to peace. Last week was joy. And today we are ending it with the fourth and final Advent theme Lerve. of Lerve. <laughs> Lerve. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell we are taking this a very serious approach <laughs> even it very serious here mm-hmm. um and again just want to remind you every week because i know some people um might hear these and think oh i don't celebrate advent that's not something i i watch or i take per- or participate in um that's fine that's fine i don't think that what we're talking about is necessarily religion focused no i agree um, I think that these general themes of hope, peace, joy, and love are universal. And as humans on this earth, if we all have a little more hope, peace, joy, and love, I think the world would be a better place. Because, I mean, for goodness sakes, it was the Beatles who said, <laughs> all you need is what, Sherry? All you need is love. Ba- ba- da- 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 da. <laughs> all you need is love. Um, and so that's what we're talking about this week. Yeah. And we're going to start off where we ended last week's episode. So last week we focused on joy and you had talked about how that is the one that is the hardest for you. Yes. And you asked me a question at the end. You said, which of the three were the hardest or which of the four are the hardest for me? And I said, love, which surprised you. We have been together for 20 years and I've known you for 27 and I was surprised at that. Um, Because to me, you are so loving yes different no i know and and um last week after we wrapped um and we were just sort of chatting i was like explain this to me because i am surprised at this about you and you did explain it some of it goes to my enneagram two-ness um i am a helper i genuinely find uh purpose and meaning and value in loving others well However, you do. thank you. Um, however, when it comes to what I believe I should receive as far as love goes, it is twisted. Right. So you were saying that you find basically your worth and your value and and whether you should be loved in how you love. In how I love and how I perform. Yeah. And so so let me back up just a little bit. I'll dive into that. Um, these Advent themes really are about hope joy peace and love uh in the in the perspective of eternal in something that is lasting right so this is not in this finite realm this isn't the and i think of my friend gwen who talks about how the english language is so limited Mm -hmm. because we have one word for love and it's love (laughs) right right and so like i love tacos i love sherry i love ice cream i love missy i love the seattle seahawks i love lamp i love lamp and all of those (laughs) things like it's the same word it's the same word but if you look at like the hebrew and the greek there are so many different words for love that prescribe different forms of value and different hold like different weights because i love adam differently than i love my water bottle yeah, well, thanks. That's excellent. <laughs> and differently than I love Missy. And differently exactly. than I love my sister. But we say love. Right. And so the love that we're talking about when it comes to Advent is a love that is without 
barriers. It is a pure and perfect love. It is um, an unconditional love in the healthiest, best way. In the infinite way. So we did a podcast recently talking about do we believe it was the love episode. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we talked about is do we believe in that unconditional love exists? And we said, both of us agree, that on the earth, no. Right. And we actually... Nor should it. Nor should it. Because that actually (laughs) can be very unhealthy. Right. Because you are... um, If you're loving somebody unconditionally, then when boundaries or crossed or you are hurt or abused you continue to love them to the detriment of yourself right and so unconditional love actually simply between humans not healthy but the love that we talk about on advent is we focus on things that exist outside of our temporal existence right and so Advent, the focus is more like love came down, right? It is the person of Christ that is the baby in a manger who stepped into our story um, and brought this unconditional love that God has for us despite all of the shitty things that we do, (laughs) right? Right? Yeah. So let me talk about why love is hard for me. I can't point to a time that I learned this. I don't think that there was a place that I picked up this message. I don't think that there was a... Um, trauma specifically that this came from that I can point to. But somewhere along the way, I think I have picked up, I, no, I, I, mean, I know I have picked up on this belief that in order to receive love, in order for me to be loved, um, I have to perform really well. Or I have to love really well. Or I have to take care of really well. Or I have to, right, that that my ability or my worth when it comes to receiving love is based on my performance. Right. Um, And that plays itself out in lots of different ways. Now, that's super unhealthy. Of course I know that. (laughs) Like, I recognize that. It's also really sad. My little Enneagram 5 heart is just like, I'm screwed. What do you mean? (laughs) Um, because I don't love well. And if I, if my receiving love is based on how I give love, I am, I am, I'm screwed. Oh, got it. Okay. And I think that that's like the different perspectives that we have. Right. And so for me, that's why love is so hard because I'm constantly defaulting to, um. Performance. Performance. Right. And it is like a constant battle in my head, even with like. And we, we talked about this after last week's episode. Even little things. Like, like making my lunches. Yeah, it's like in order to keep Sherry happy <laughs> and loving me and here and all of that stuff, like I have to perform really well as a husband. And so I better keep making lunches. I better make sure the house is clean. I better make sure like all this stuff is done. I better make sure like you get enough trips here. I better make sure you have <laughs> enough books on your bookshelf. I better make sure. You know what I mean? Like all of these things. Because in order for me to be loved, I have to do those things. Right. Um, I just want everybody, including you, to know that's not true. <laughs> I, here's the thing. <laughs> that's I, not true. No. The thing is, is I know that. <laughs> like, like, I know that. In, but your, my natu- in your head. Yeah. But my natural right. instinct is not that. It right. is It is to the other side. Um, I, I, I remember... Um, so my, my friend Allison, who I work with, she's also an Enneagram 2. And so she and I like send Enneagram 2 memes <laughs> back and forth all the time. Uh-huh. And during Halloween, there was this thing going around that was like, um, it's a like it's a haunted house, but all that it is, 
Like, A Haunted House for an Enneagram 2 is just a bunch of people in there, and I'm not sure if they're mad at me or not. <laughs> like, that is an Enneagram 2's haunted house. Is a room, is like a house full of people, and I don't know if they're mad at me. I'd be like, screw all of you. I'm I, mad at you, too. Right. And so it's like, <laughs> but that's not an Enneagram 2. Right. <laughs> um, oh, God, how can I fix this? And so here's what I have to do to combat that. And this is one of the reasons that I think this, um, this instance has been so key for me over the last number of years. Um, I have to remind myself, because to me, that love thing, that earning of love, actually goes back to the question of identity. Mm -hmm. It goes back to this question of, am I enough? Right? Or am I enough when I earn it? And a number of years ago, and I've shared this at a lot of work events and trainings and stuff, um, a number of years ago, I was reading uh, I was reading the story out of the Bible of the baptism of Jesus. And at the very beginning of like Jesus' ministry, like early, early days, he gets baptized. Dove comes down, um, voice from heaven when he comes out of the water, basically says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And I remember reading that and this thought popped in my head as I read that, that like, phew. If I was God, I wouldn't have said that there. He hasn't even done anything yet. That was exactly my thought. I was like, why are you well pleased? Like, if I was God, I would have made that declaration. On the cross. Yep. yep. After Jesus had produced and performed and done stuff. During the ascension. I am right. <laughs> proud of my son because of look at all that he's done. Right. Bro, just came out of the water. That's all you did. <laughs> and so for me, like. With God I, the Baptist help. I, I had this thought. Of, okay, wait a second. That declaration must not be one of performance. It must be one of identity. Jesus wasn't God's son because of all that he had done. If so, God would have said that on the cross or at like the risen tomb. Mm -hmm. And so this must be a declarative statement that this is my beloved son in whom I well pleased because of identity. Before Jesus had ever done stuff worth being loved right and that has just like really messed with me because i've had to go back to that that thought and that illustration so many times to remind myself that i have an identity as a son of god as a child of god that is higher and prior to anything i have or have not done yeah and so i am not just worthy of loved, I am loved despite anything I have. I had a friend who used to who say like, despite all of your baggage or all of your badges, like any baggage that you bring into it or any badges, like all of the great things you've done, like your worst or your best, you are loved. And that's what I have to remind myself of when I go to that place where I think it has to be earned. And to be quite honest, like I had a whole series of super unhealthy relationships for a long time in my life. Like my past, not a, (laughs) yeah, not great. Um, I had some wonderful ones, but most of them were pretty unhealthy. And I do think that it goes back to the fact that it was me trying to find my identity and trying to earn love because I didn't believe I was just worth it. Right. You're just looking in the wrong places. Happy Advent, everybody. We'll see you next week. <laughs> no, but it's like, for me, so this thought of love in Advent, there's a part of me that when I hear this, I can think, yeah, 
but what about when you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, but what about what what yeah, but what about when I screw up? Right. And so you're using a phrase that we had talked about and I learned in a conference that I did with my sister. You don't want to say yeah, but Yeah, but that's what I do. <laughs> right. You want to say yes and Yeah. Yes, all of these things are true about me. I am a terrible human being and God loves me because of who I am. Yeah, but I would I would go back to even say that no, I don't I don't I don't think that's true. Because I don't think I'm a terrible human being. I think that the yeah but yeah but works when what you are talking about is not inherently wrong. You know what I mean? Like I if I believed that I was a terrible human being, then there is nothing in me that is lovable. Right, but I think that you can also just say, yeah, I I don't know, what's something you would say about yourself? I'm not worthy of love, and I am worthy of love because of who I am in Christ. No, that's what I, yeah, I think that for me, it is a acknowledgement of what my natural bent is, kind of like you last week. You yeah. can say, yes, I naturally am a cynic. I, I typically do not find joy in things. However... I was created to experience joy even in the middle of all of the crap of this world. Right. Right? Like both of those are true. Yep. And so for me, I can say uh, I easily and normally have a warped view of what love is. However, I believe that before all of my goodness or all of my screw-ups, I am loved. Yes. And so I think that those things are true. But I think that sometimes, like, speaking out, saying that I am something horrible isn't the healthiest thing. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's a lot about me. (laughs) What about you when it comes to love? Um, mm, I think that I tend to err on the side of um, unhealthy love. Like, I, I just love easily, probably too much, to the detriment of myself. Hmm. Um, but I think that when it comes to, like, this infinite love, this unconditional love, um, that really, honestly, we as humans don't grasp as much as we think we do. Um, I, I have a harder time with that. Um, but I think that, I think, like I was talking about last week, I, because I do this weights and balances kind of thing, um, and because I know that I have this infinite soul inside of this finite body, I, I can find the infinite things. And so I think that I can see, even in unhealthy situations, um, not as much, obviously, as like really good healthy situations, but like I can find love and I can and I can see the glimpses of true love infinite love I can find that I know that it's there there's glimpses of it here on this earth Uh I don't think that it exists fully on this earth but I think that we can see glimpses of it yeah I think that's true and I think that's true with all of these Advent Mm -hmm. themes right that we on this earth we will never fully understand the fullness of peace 
the fullness of hope, the fullness of joy, the fullness of love. Right. Because we are finite beings grasping at infinite themes. Right. But we can see glimpses of it, which, yes. which gives us hope and mm-hmm. peace and joy. And you know that, that it's there, that it's there's more beyond. And I think that love's such an important one because to me, um, like love is the greatest, right? I think of like the for these first Corinthians, like the greatest of these is love. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that love is the one that if you don't have this one, it's it's almost like a camera that yeah. when you're using a camera, there is something that you have to choose to be in focus and everything else will be out of focus if it is not. And so I feel like with love, if love is out of focus in your life, everything else will be out of focus as well. Right. And I think, yeah, like love, I think is the thing that kind of ties all of these together. I kind of feel like they're all sort of tied together, but I do feel like love is kind of the bonding agent. Like if you don't have love, you don't have hope, you don't have peace, you don't have joy. Yeah, it's the it's the thing. It is. It's the bonding agent. It's the thing that holds it all together. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that holds us all together. I think that even, like, I think even when Jesus being asked about what was the most important commandment, like love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your strength, and love your neighbors yourself, like love the Beatles. All you need is love. My mom, the love side of the fence. Yeah. You know, like it is. It really does all come back to that because I think that if you remove love from the equation Mm -hmm. all of the rest of it goes away yeah i think so um all of the rest of it goes away i just don't think that the other three can exist without love being present it's like the seasoning that gets through the entire recipe yeah it's like the sprinkle of love flavors everything else yeah and um yeah so that's why that's why it's hard for me yeah i get that yeah, that's why it's hard for me. And I'm I'm curious to know, like, I'm sure this information's out there. Uh, other Enneagram 2s, <laughs> do you struggle with that as love? Because I feel like other people that I've talked to who are like me, we feel very similar. Yeah. About love, that love is, in order to be worthy of love, it is based on our performance. It is based on our, like, what we've done. I mean, I think that's a humanity thing, but I think that it's probably stronger in Enneagram 2s. Yes. Where I feel like being in Enneagram 5, I'm, I am more cynical. Well, and you think... I am more logical and analytical. And the, like, the personality stuff is great to a point. Right. But there is also a point, I mean, you think about a lot of the clients that we work with through Priceless. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, this concept of love is is so foreign because love is quite literally been attached to a transaction right Right. so love is transactional you will love me if i you will but that's not even love right that's not right and that's the thing i was just going to say like they've never actually experienced love and so like in any form in their life and so they of of course you can't grasp something that you've never actually experienced Mm -hmm. but that's what they think of love as right and so gosh (sighs) oh Heavy topics. We started out great. <laughs> we started out hope, <laughs> hope and peace. So good. <laughs> but here's the thing that I've appreciated about this, though, is that I feel like as we've gone through Advent talking about these topics, mm-hmm. our conversations have gotten more real about yeah. the fact that you know what? For years and years, you and I have celebrated Advent, and we've lit in candles. 
and we have gone through Advent devotionals and we've done lots of different things. We've done it at church. We've done it here at our home. But I think that there is something that is really healthy about saying, you know what? This shit's hard. Yep. Like our world is falling apart. Like Google world news and you'll see. Right. Our world is dying. And (laughs) hope is more difficult than ever. Yeah. And all of these things are more difficult. And peace feels impossible in a world filled with conflict. And And joy is really hard to find when it feels like everything is falling apart. And so I think that all of these themes about Advent, maybe maybe that's why we need Advent more than ever. Right. Because in a world where those topics are seemingly fading away, we need that recentering every year to remind ourselves of those things that truly last because everything else seems like it's dying. Right. And so I'm glad we did this series. I'm glad we had the chance to talk about this. I am too. And I think that, like you were just saying, like it is so important to focus on that expectation, the advent of something better on the horizon. That's the whole point of advent. Yep. Right? The whole season of advent is this waiting with expectation waiting with anticipation at the coming arrival of something greater and so we remember in advent as christians it is it is the expectation of the arrival of christ the arrival of jesus uh christians today are kind of in between the first and second advent as we wait the return of christ but it's it is that anticipation mm-hmm. of something greater yeah um even in a world that is seemingly not always dope (laughs) rarely dope (laughs) really just falling apart yet there is something greater on the horizon yep there is something to look forward to and we still have the opportunity to taste bites of even if not in full peace and hope and love and joy even in the middle of all of this life yeah friends we love you. <laughs> Thanks for going on a little Advent journey with us. Um, yeah. If you're listening to this the day it gets released, um, you're only a couple days away from Christmas. We hope that you have a really great Christmas season. And I hope that uh, I hope that during the next 48 hours or so until Christmas that you have uh, <coughs> nice cough. Sorry. That you have moments where you get to taste these themes. Yeah. Uh, love, joy, peace, and hope and that find glimpses of it yeah find glimpses of the infinite love that Mm -hmm. friends we love you we'll see you on the next look life podcast bye